You're gonna need a bigger boat. I love you. I know. Here's Johnny! Well, we're going, we don't need roads. I do wish we could chat longer, but I'm having an old friend for dinner. To infinity and beyond! He turns to me and he says, Why so serious? Hey, hi, hello, how are you? And welcome back to Watch It Again. I'm your host, Jacob, and with me, as always, is... Nick. And... Kat. This week, we're talking about Boyhood. Probably one of the most ambitious movies ever made, I would say. I can agree to that. Yeah, so um, Boyhood was filmed over a 12-year period following the coming of age of a young man named Mason, played by uh, Ella... Coltrane, Coltrane, mm-hmm. however you say it, yeah. And, um, Great start. Yeah, no, perfect start, <laughs> like I do every week. Um, and writer-director Richard Linklater kind of set off this project to show a coming of age, but instead of having to use makeup or prosthetics to age characters or change casting, he thought, I'm going to do this over 12 years. So all the actors actually age over that 12 years to show an actual natural progression of life and it's sort of it was filmed in 39 days they had 39 days of filming over a span of 4,200 days so in that 12 years they only had 39 days of actual on set filming which is a really short Mm. amount of time to film a movie but it was kind of each year they got together for like a very short period of time and each year in the life of the main characters averaged out at about 14 minutes on screen and it goes through. So they kind of just got together each year and did a little bit, then came back a year later, did a little bit and just progressed through the 12 years. And it's, yeah, it's a great, I think it's a really unique way of doing something and it really pays off in this. Yeah, a hundred percent. And even though it's, a really long movie. It's it's what like two, two hours, hours and forty five. Yeah, I saw that and I was like, oh, this is going to be a slog. But it's so even though it's such a simple storyline, it really encapsulates you. And I don't know, I really enjoyed it. I wasn't bored at all in it. Yeah, so it sort of it was filmed as twelve short films mm. that they did kind of individually each year, and then edited together to the feature length film. So it's kind of a really unique way of creating something. And the natural ageing of the characters, I think, brings a really nice element to the story because you see, like, the main characters go from, like, well, the main lady who was seven years old when filming started in 19 when it finished, and you can see him grow and change as a coming of age rather than casting different actors to try and show that progression. I had to keep reminding myself of that too. Yeah. Like the fact that, I mean, it was all filmed using the same like camera or yeah. whatever. So it all looked very uniform, but I kept having to remind myself that it was the same people. Yeah, because you kind of, I suppose like people like Ethan Hawke and Patricia Arquette, who were like the, ma- the, the parents, sort of, it's very easy to see that they're the same yeah. person. And, you know, yeah, they get a lot older. But the two main kids, like the brother and sister, the yeah. kids, like, they, it's it's such a, there was a bit of a disconnect from the first half of the film to the second half of the film because there's a kind of a big, mm. there's a well, rapid change. Puberty, yeah. There's that well, rapid yeah. change in what they look like. I know. I could, like, I could just, I could see the same faces though. Yeah. It didn't really, mm. like, bother me at all. Like, you can tell. That yeah. They, yeah. Like, I, yeah. But I, I the, didn't really take me out of like it. Like the latter half of the film where he's like 15, 16, 17, 18, mm-hmm. like, end of high school feels so different to when he was a little kid and so much Mm. has happened. Like everything he goes through, like all the trials and like, you know, the misfortunes and like the horrific things that happened in his childhood into becoming this young man and how he changes. Mm. And he's kind of like better. He's a more responsible, like when he's like 15, he's like off the rails. He's, you know, but by the time he gets to, like, college, he's kind of sorted himself out. Yeah. And, like, I think it's really nice. Like, it's a beautiful coming-of-age story. Yeah. And, yeah, I really enjoyed, although 
I really enjoyed watching it. Although when it got to the end of two hours, 46, I was like, thank fuck that is over. Oh. <laughs> like I enjoyed it, but it was just like, oh, this needs to end now. Like uh. I'm going insane. I guess, um, yeah, like you mentioned, it's all shot the same and it feels, it flows perfectly in yeah. like. And they did that deliberately. Yeah. So you weren't taken out of it by updated technology yeah. or anything like that. And like they started filming in 2002 and came out in like 2014. Like it's yeah. a a massive production and it was such an ambitious effort because you could get to like year six or year seven and someone could pull out or someone could die or, yeah. you know. And like, like technically the actors didn't have to come back each year because you can't no. be employed for that long in the yeah. film industry. I kind of expected someone to be switched out at some point. Yeah, like, yeah I was kind of... Yeah, well, no. the sister, um, Samantha, is played by the director's daughter. Yeah, real life daughter, and yeah. And she kind of lost interest in it in a, for a bit and asked for her character to be killed off. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and her dad was like, no, I'm not doing that. Like, that just doesn't fit with the movie. Yeah. So I guess they, like, technically they didn't have to come back. Yeah. If they really didn't want to. But I yep. think it is a testament to the movie that everyone... Stayed. And I think it's kind of like that's what they got around contracts. You can't be employed for that long in Hollywood, but you can Im- be employed on contract for 12 different short films. True. So yeah. I think that's why it was shot like that because this is like, you know, each different sec, a year's a different short film. So you can mm-hmm. kind of contract for that and then to get them to sign a contract for the next one. But they're two separate like projects in a way. Yeah. But um, yeah, there's, there's a couple of like this movie's a really raw emotional journey for um mason jr and particularly in his childhood yeah it's he has a really rough childhood so his parents are divorced or recently split up split up and they kind of hasn't seen his dad for a while and then we get the introduction of ethan hawk and you know Mm. they go and spend time with his dad and he's not the best dad but you can tell he's he's really trying yeah and um I read a thing that both Richard Linklater and the other, oh, who was it? I didn't write it down. But they based, like that, they both grew up with single fathers from Texas. Oh, really? And a lot of it they based on, like, real-life experiences. Like, their dads were really trying and, Mm. you know, trying to do the best for them. But it was just a real struggle having to, like, you know, come into state to visit your kids and... Yeah. There's a lot of like things like that. And I thought that was a really nice touch that using lived experience to create yeah. these characters. And these characters genuinely feel like real people. Yeah. Like, and it was weird because you watch this, the main character, like you're watching them all age and it doesn't feel as much as like a, like a narrative drama. It feels mm. more like an actual, like Like it's life. just someone's life. Yeah. yeah. You feel like you're just watching someone's life, not watching a fictional made up, like, feature film i think too even though it was obviously shot year by year with a big gap i found it really interesting to like pick up on little things maybe one year and then the next year they've escalated to something much bigger and i think we can touch on that with the mum decides to go back to college Mm -hmm. to study to provide a better life for her kids because she's not happy with it. She can't provide the lifestyle for her children that she wants to. Mm. So they pack up and move closer to her mum and she starts studying and the professor of her class kind of starts hitting on her and then it jumps to they're married. Yeah. And it's like kind of like a year later. Yeah. It's like a year later <laughs> and it's the honeymoon and it all seems well and good at the start and it's really like they're a happy family and all this stuff but then as the next few years kind of go on you can see the change in his character and he starts getting really controlling of the kids and it's very strict and then starts drinking you see him start drinking and he's hiding the alcohol and you watch him pour a vodka and coke and sorry vodka and sprite and he fills that vodka almost to the top of the glass and then just that's a little dash of Sprite in I the top. I saw that and I was like... Oh, I was like, holy strong. shit. And then he kind of just walk around the house and you see him progress from kind of a, a, a controlling, a emotionally abusive parent from the way he was treating some of the kids 
to a genuinely physical, abusive, alcoholic father. Mm. And it's like this horrific decline. And you see that he's abusing, you know, the mum. He throws a glass at Mason. Like it's a full descent into just being an utter monster. It's dehumanising and he just becomes this abusive character. And luckily they escape. So the mum realises and Mm. she has a friend that helps her and she gets the kids and they escape, leaving all their stuff behind and have to start again. You know, new schools, new house, like everything, and they have to start afresh again. And the, the two kids really struggle with it at the start because, you know, their step siblings are still in this house. The um, Samantha doesn't understand why that they couldn't take the step siblings with them. And the mum explains, you know, I'm not a legal guardian and it would be kidnapping if I took them as well. Yeah. And, it be, you know, and it, it's this real hard sort of. I found it interesting too, in the earlier years, seeing it from like essentially a child's perspective because they were like when she was dropping them off at school after she took them from Mm. their stepfather and Samantha was like I've got dirty clothes on like I'm not going into school like this and it's like look at the bigger picture look at what you've just escaped but she's just concerned with that yeah she's like yeah I've got dirty clothes I've got no stuff yeah I don't know anyone just dropping me at a door like what are you doing yeah it's like yeah just it's the uncomprehension of what, what's yeah, just happened yeah because yeah, you just don't they just don't see it as yeah what they've escaped but later in life they realize yeah, yeah and it comes back to like when we get the second stepdad mm. who again at the start is amazing so much better like he starts off this amazing sort of stepdad he's literally looking after them he gets along well with their dad yeah you know Building it's a, a house, yeah like and it's providing really well and then that goes to shit. He starts drinking, treats Mason really like, gets aggressive towards him one night and the cycle just, ha- you know. It continues. And it just keeps happening and it's just really, and I saw like at the point in the movie where the guy, like the new, the second stepdad's like this military, ex-military dude, he's a cop, like sort of when that started happening, I'm like, it's going to happen again. Mm. Like. There's too just, much drama. The way it's set up, mm. that whole like character arc, it just like, he's gonna it's gonna happen again you're gonna have to you know like you could tell like this kid's yeah. this well the mum's just not making the best decisions or yeah yeah i think though it really helped like her story up yeah because she had gone from like essentially a young single mother mm. who was relying on like others to kind of help yeah. her and support her to her becoming self-sufficient. Yeah, she beca- by the end of the film, she becomes such a strong, yeah. independent character it's, that's really yeah. looking after her kids. Like she does really well by her, the end of it and it's great. Like her, her whole arc, I think, mm. is my favourite. Yeah, because she, she really character. struggles and then she becomes mm. such a yeah powerful and mother figure for them by the end of it. Yeah. 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 Oh. But I think... And she won an Oscar for that, didn't she? Best I Supporting Actress, I think. Don't know. In 2014. Um, I'm yeah. pretty sure. You can look it up. Right. Um, so Ethan Hawke plays Mason Senior, so the father. And he, I think his arc of being... I think he does a really good job, and that character is such a powerful... Because he is a supportive father. And he's always trying his best... And early on, the first time when they go bowling and you see them hanging out with their dad, he says, life doesn't give you bumpers. And because Mason's complaining about no bumpers and he's struggling at bowling and he kind of goes, you know, life doesn't give you bumpers. And he later on apologizes for being so mean about not letting him put the bumpers up. But I think that line was really important in setting up events in the film because like life life isn't going to like in life. Things aren't going to be there to protect you. But I also took it as like, he's not always going to be there to protect him. Yeah. Mm. Like in life, things are going to be shit. You're going to struggle. Things are going to be hard. It's not going to go. But like you can get through it. And if you just keep trying and persevering, you'll get there eventually. 
And I thought that was a really nice little line. And it kind of stuck out to me at that point. And then, like, I even, like, I wrote it, Life Doesn't Give You Bumpers. Like, I just wrote that line down. And, like, at the end of the film, it really kind of, I thought it was a good touch at the yeah. start for all, like, kind of foreshadowing all the events. Yeah. And by the end of, like, the, like, um, Mason Senior, you know, at the start doesn't have a job. He's living with his mate who's in a band. Like, the house is a pigsty. But he genuinely tries to support these kids. And by the end of the film, he's found a new partner. Like, she's really lovely. He's got a job in an insurance company. He's got another, like, you know, he's got a baby. Like, he really lands on his feet. Yeah. And really tries. Like, he's really, like, he's a good father figure throughout, throughout all of this film. Like, he's there for them when they need him. Yeah. And I thought that was a really nice touch because they're struggling so much with these different stepfathers. But their dad's actually always there. Yeah. It's not like their father, you know. It was good for Mason to always have his dad, like his real dad to fall back on mm. in these hard times. I thought that was like a nice story element in the film because it so easily could have been that she was just a single mum and there was no dad in the picture mm. and it would have been so much harder for these kids. And I thought, yeah, it's just... He also said, like Ethan Hawke's character, later in the film when he was talking to Mason, I think it was after he graduated high school and he was saying how... He likes who he is now and mm. he thinks that he is a good father figure and if he had been with their mum at this time, then it would have worked. Yeah. Because and I think he's just had that chance to grow. The grandmother, so the mum's mum, says to Mason Senior's new partner, you got him at the right time. Mm. And I think that's such a powerful thing because when, like... They were, they, what, 23, I think, yeah, they said. Yeah. They were, like, early 20s when they first had... And they were both kind of, you know, struggling and weren't in a position to have kids. And they had two. And then by the time, like, you know, Mason's 18, he's like, you know, Mason Senior sorted himself out and he's got a loving family. And he's, yeah. it's such a great, you know, that scene where he's up, they're up above the stage with his friends, like band practicing and he's like giving them that heart to heart. Mm. It was a great little, like, interaction between them after all the events that had happened. Yeah. And, yeah, I th this movie, like, has so many powerful emotional beats and character interactions. And, you know, they don't always see eye to eye, but they always come back to each other. Mm. Just such a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> it also has, like, a fantastic soundtrack. Like, every song that played, I was like, this is great. Like, it really, like, had like popular songs from the year that yeah. it was set in like I was like oh you know you could really like date each year like time period by the and song that started playing the set design as well yeah it great. really yeah. like like one like wasn't a kid like playing like one of the 20 questions balls yeah, yeah. like the, I was like, oh, I the um, magic eight ball and yeah. yeah it's just like everything was sort of but it's so funny because that wasn't a throwback that was literally yeah, what no. they had at the time yeah, of filming exactly so it's not like they had to redress streets to look like the early 2000s. It was just genuinely the early 2000s. Yeah. And it, like, it, it really works, that filming over the 12 years to really capture. And you can see the progression in the video games they play too. Mm. Yeah. So it's like the original Xbox when they're kids and like when they get to like more of a teenager, it's like he's playing the Nintendo Wii. Like it, you kind of see the progression of... Yeah. It, it kind of gives you an idea of what year it is or like yeah. how, how long it's been. Yeah. Like, she pulled out a, like, bedazzled phone and I was like, oh, oh mate. <laughs> yeah, and, like, whenever, like, when the really abusive stepfather's kind of trying to figure out where the mum's gone. Oh, yeah. And, and he, he pulls out all phone. their flip phones. Yeah. And then by the end of it, everyone's got, like, iPhones. And yeah. it's like, yeah, you know, 10 years later, it's like, look at my iPhone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I think just emotionally, emotion-wise in this story, it's such a powerful, and I'd say one of the best if not the best coming of age movie, like yeah, that there, well, it's, it's such just, it's so unique. Yeah, in pretty much every sense. Yeah, and like Ethan Hawke did a lot of work behind the scenes for this, and it was established that if um, Richard Linklater had died during production, that Ethan Hawke yeah. would become the director. Oh, wow. So yeah. he knew the whole creative vision. He knew the full mm. like there was all these things put into place in case something went wrong. Yeah. Like in case, a, a, like, you know, a cast member died or... But a even cast like the yeah. production crew all stayed the same. Yeah. Like... It, it was, was a huge commitment. Yeah. And also like, 
I think it was good that they kind of did like, you know, little short films each year and only filmed over 39 days for the 12 years. Mm. So it meant like, you know, because you've got to get all these people are doing, like a lot of these actors are doing different projects yeah. at the same time. So you've got to get an Ethan Hawke available for a week. Yeah. This, like that year to film, like a, a couple of days. And like 39 days over, what, 12 years is not many days a year. Like no. That's a tiny little... And the, I sort of think the director saying he had a lot of time to think about everything that had been mm. shot and he had a lot of time to plan and do stuff because it was so long between, you know, yeah. shoots that... Well, I like too that he like... It was a very collaborative effort. Yeah. And he took on ideas and like things that had actually happened to the actors in that year and incorporated them into the script or into their character. And yeah. I guess that just made it feel yeah. more natural and not so much as they were acting, yeah. but like made it the coming of age yeah, story he, that but it is. Yeah, he worked with like obviously the like Samantha is his daughter. Yeah. But um the kid that played Mason, he worked so closely with him in the gaps to see what he was like, you know, to kind of see how he was actually as a person and how that fitted with the character and it was really good like they had a close relationship through the whole filming kind of just to shape the character mm. it was also um originally just called the untitled 12 year project which became 12 years but then in 2013 so the year before it's due to come out 12 years a slave was released and um, I think Richard Linklater was just like, what the hell? <laughs> God damn it. Like, you couldn't have done 10 years of slave or 15 years of slave. Like, it, So he was sort of like, oh, well, I can't really, I can't call it 12 years when it comes out next year because there'll be confusion. There's 12 years of slave in 12 years. And like, obviously he's going for Oscar nominations. Yeah. And the year before you've got a movie that's 12 years a slave yeah. that's Oscar nominated. So it changed. That's when it changed to Boyhood. Boyhood sounds like, better, though. Yeah, like, I, I, I like think Boyhood's boyhood. a better name. Yeah. But it was like, it's, you know, it's an eleventh hour sort of yeah. change. To if the, that's the only thing that really yeah, exactly. Went, that's your kind wrong. of yeah. Like you're counting your blessings, honestly. <laughs> um, that's all that. Yeah, it's. <coughs> No, I've covered all that. I've covered all that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess I don't really have much else to say in terms of, you know, production-wise, it's fantastic. Mm. Can't touch that. Oh, there's a weird moment with the flag pledges. Oh. Yeah. And, like, obviously for an Australian audience, that's a really weird thing. But for in America, that'd just be so normal. But just watching it, it's so... So odd. It seems like such an odd thing. Like, like, like just every morning, pledge allegiance to the American flag and the Texan flag, and there's like a pledge of allegiance for both. And like, for like for me, it's a, such a weird, yeah. jarring thing I to mean, do we, every morning we at school. Prayed at my school, so. So I went to I went to an Anglican grammar school, and we didn't like. Yeah. I went to a public school, guys. <laughs> yeah, like we. we You're lucky so if you even turned up. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it was sort of like, it's such a weird thing. Yeah, I did I think yeah. that, like, when he walked in, I was like, what are they doing? Well, it's, it's, like, seemed, almost cultish. Cult yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Read my but mind. But it's such yeah. a big thing in America. They'll pledge allegiance to the flag yeah. every day. Mm. It's such a weird patriotic sort of... Yeah, I'm just thinking. We, uh, in primary school, I think we prayed maybe four times a day. Jesus. Times. Really? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like we'd always oh my like God. we'd always thank God for our food and shit, and like it was wow. It was, yeah, like looking back on it, I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, that's so weird. I got um, primary school. We had you know, public primary school. We have scripture. Oh yeah, I never went to that. Yeah, in year five, I just was like, oh no, I don't like I don't do this. So I just went like with the other like five kids in my class that like didn't do it, and we went to like a, the room next door. And it wasn't until, like, the end of the year that the teacher realised I didn't have a note <laughs> to say, like, because obviously they did a review on, like, who was meant to be in there and who wasn't. Mm -hmm. And, like, after, like, the strip class, she's like, oh, you're not – you, like, you don't have a note. Next morning I rocked up with a note, so I'm going, here you go. Because <laughs> <laughs> it, it was just pointless, you know. 
but it's I such think a it difference. Would be more interesting if it like incorporated other more religions yeah. other than like yeah, just Bible like, stories for kids. Yeah. yeah, I think yeah, the flight pledge just kind of took me. I've even done a weird like what the hell face <laughs> for my notes. I was just like. I know, obviously, if anyone in America is listening right now, we apologise for if that's causing offence to you. But for us here, it's just an odd... It's, it's probably... I don't, I'd, yeah. Say, yeah. I'd say it's a very Texas thing. Like, oh, I, I it think to, it's like, an American-wide... Yeah, multiple Southern. flags. Yeah, like, I think it's an American-wide thing, though, the Pledge yeah. of Allegiance every morning to the American flag. I, like, I've seen it in other yeah. movies from, like... Yeah. Oh, yeah, me yeah. too. But like, it, it threw me when they did the Texan flag. I was yeah. like, whoa... <laughs> Um, Fair enough. Yeah, it's like shuffle round. There's, <laughs> there's a great introduction to a new year with a ripstick. Oh yeah. That was. I was like, <laughs> I that's beautiful. That took me back. That yeah. took I was me like, back. oh, I haven't read one of them in like ten years. Like, I never nails ripsticks. Oh, like, was, I was just like, no. Nah. We still have ripsticks, and we ride them when I go I home. It's <laughs> Cannot great. ride a skateboard to save my life, but you could do ride a. I, yeah. I could. I don't know if I. I reckon if I got on now, I'd kill myself. <laughs> but back then, I could ride a ripstick. But if I was on a skateboard, I was. Doomed. I'll see if I've got mine in my garage still. We Please. used to, um, <laughs> we no. used to attach ropes to bikes and like you'd have two people on uh, yep. being pulled along by a bike. Yep. Oh, so good. We used to do that. So many grazers, but so good. Um, what else have I got? Oh, there's a beautiful little sub story in this film and it pays off right near the end and I didn't even see it coming. Earlier on, there's a guy that comes to the ha- one of the houses oh, yeah. to do the plumbing. And he yeah. fixes a broken pipe. And the mum is kind of like, oh, you know, you're really smart. You should really, like, kind of encourages him to go and, get, like, she can see that he's trying and kind of encourages him to go and, like, get an education. Mm. And he does. He goes and takes English lessons and he goes to college and he, like, he goes and gets, like, his kind of, like, what diploma. Do you call it? Yeah, diploma. And now he's doing his bachelor's. And he just, they're in this restaurant and he's like one of the managers of the restaurant is working there while he's doing his bachelor's degree. And he comes in as this, like at the start, he's got such a thick accent and, you know, he just looks like the typical South American labourer that's working in, a, mm. like, you know, in North America. But when he reappears at the end, he's so well presented and so well spoken. And he's kind of like, it's this beautiful little story that she inspired someone. Yeah. And I think it was a really powerful moment for her. Mm. Because she inspired someone else to go out and achieve something, and they did. And then he just happens to come across her again. And I thought that was such a beautiful little moment when he just reappears. Yeah. This is a beautiful little side story in this film that kind of you don't even pay attention to until it happens. Yeah, and I think if it was any, like, like a different actor would have made that, like, that first scene, like... I know, like, when I was watching that, I kind of thought it was going in the direction of, like, a rich person being like, what, you poor? Just get yeah. a better job. But, like... Yeah, no, she kind she of... She kind of sold it Yeah, she really encourages that. him to, like... And she I can think, see that he's smart. Yeah. yeah. And at that yeah. point, too, she's a teacher, and I guess yeah. she just wants to see people... Yeah, and I thought that was such um, a succeed, yeah. beautiful succeed. little... Because it's it kind of like, it's just one scene. You don't yeah. really think anything of it. Yeah. And then like an hour and a half later, it's kind of up this guy yeah. just reappears. You're like, oh, like it's such a nice and little... And it's the same guy. Yeah. Like what, there's, five years yeah, later. There's so many like random side characters. Like yeah. the lady that they, whose house they escaped to mm, she just found. reappears at the graduation. And it's like, shit, like, yeah. you know, yeah. it's like... And her daughter. Seven, yeah, yeah, seven years later. And these two actresses are just back. Yeah. And it's such a, like, you know, you can tell it's them. But yeah, it's it's just beautiful little like little things like that where these side characters disappear for years, yeah, and then just reappear later on. But I was really hoping for kind of like the two step siblings to. Oh yeah. I really wanted them to I come back to when they were out, like yeah, yeah when they were teens like mm-hmm. oh you know like we've escaped or we're in this foster home now or whatever. I really wanted just to see what happened to yeah. them. Like I was really hoping like when it got close to them going to college that they just reappear. Mm. But no, oh, it was kind of sad. It's a story for another day. Yeah, boyhood too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'd really love to see like. I'd love to see him through college. Oh, not even that. I'd love to see like something start like filming 20 now. Twenty years later. Yeah. Yeah, like oh, yeah. start filming like you know, fifteen like in twenty thirty like twenty thirty to twenty forty, mm. and just see him like as an adult. That it would and be. kind of like that time period. 
that like you know like his kind of his parents yeah that yeah. sort it's of such an yeah interesting ending just him like doing edibles and going to the mountains with like new I really such a random that. I really and there's like that girl and it's awesome. like are they gonna get together or are they not yes. I'd love to see like 10 years down the line from that moment like 10 mm. years later from then mm. and then the 10 years that follow yeah I'd love yeah. to see something like that just to kind of show where is everyone now and have like all these like Ethan Hawke and like yeah. all these people come back have you heard of the doco that interviews children like every seven years mm -hmm. I think throughout their yeah. lives like it sounds really cool I, yep. I think it got an Oscar nom but yeah it sounds really interesting like, yeah. but, like some of them die some of them get like drug addictions it's yeah. really let's re just go and find it. them seven years later yeah. yeah it's like every like it's like seven fourteen. yeah whatever it is yeah. yeah my little brother like there's something like that in Australia but I think it's more like for a just statistics and like analysis and mm. things but my little brother gets like interviewed by a lady every few years oh, and yeah. like they yeah, right. look at how he's doing in school and like oh. where he's at and like if my parents are still together and things like that what Wild. he likes to do there you go yeah crazy i don't think it's like it's pretty common that people are yeah, yeah. systematically interviewed yeah but i guess just not in this sort of way yeah yeah I don't know. It's such a power. I don't know what how else to describe this film. Like, I really enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. I genuinely really enjoyed watching this. Although it's really long. Mm -hmm. I I woke up at like like nine yesterday and I thought, okay, before I go out tonight, I've got to watch this movie because I've got to be here. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I went check my hard drive. And I'm like, oh shit. I don't have boyhood. <laughs> and I went looking. I finally found on Prime. And I like started it. And I was like, oh, God. It's three hours. Yeah. <laughs> I like. I watched it earlier. Yeah, put it on. And then like 10 minutes in, I had to pause it. Yeah. Oh, yeah and no, then it popped up. And I was like, oh, my God. Why is this two hours and 46 minutes long? Like, yeah. oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, I got to stop leaving this till the last minute. Yeah. I, yeah, I watched it yesterday. It was just. Ooh. Let's do a short one next week. It's not the shortest one on the list. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything on there that goes for 60 minutes? <laughs> uh, no, I think... Um, I guess we'll move to, like, three sure. things I liked, disliked. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think, for me, my favourite element, and I think it's probably going to take from both of you, is the fact that it is the ambitious effort to film it over 12 years. Yeah. yeah. Like... Oh, he'd be as, ruined if yeah. something went wrong. And as someone that's like studying film, we've like made short films. Like that is an ambitious. Like that is such a stressful, yeah, challenge. Like us trying to coordinate a short film that I couldn't imagine a project hanging over me for twelve. Yeah, years twelve years is just insanity. And I love that he took it on and did it and did it so well. It yeah. really paid off. And then obviously like performances from everyone, especially I think Ethan Hawke is genuinely fantastic mm. Mm. in this film. Like he, for me, was the standout performance through this whole thing. Like I really, like every scene he's in is powerful. He's just such a strong character through this film. And there's bits where he disappears for ages and just reappears. Like there's, there's a couple of years where he's just not there. And then obviously he comes back. But I think he does, he's so good in this. And he's probably like my standout favourite performance for this. I think Kat's probably going to go. I'm going to disagree. Yep. <laughs> and then probably like I, can't, like, I can't say anything I disliked No, about I, it at all. There's not really any. Yeah. Because even though it's like three hours, it doesn't feel super long. No. Oh, it got to a point for me, like the last kind of like 45 oh, so minutes, I was like, something that long this would, needs like, to end not, now. I, yeah, I, I think I, I looked at some point and I was like, holy shit, there's still like an hour and a half. Well, but I got like, up to like the bit where they like escape the abusive yeah. stepfather. And I was like, oh, there's only an hour 40 left in this movie. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Who wants to go next? Um... Oh, I can go. Um, well, my standout performer was Patricia Arquette. Yeah, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> she, I, oh, I just, her, just, it's so good. <laughs> just go watch it. Um, but yeah, her whole arc and I just, I feel like it is relatable almost. Like even though I'm not at that point in my yep. life, I could see how I could be. 
and I think a lot of other, I guess, women especially can relate to that. Um, yeah. And then, oh, what else? I just, I just really like, oh, I liked one bit where he, earlier in the movie, he went to this, like, swimming hole with Ethan Hawke. Yep. And then later on, um, in one of the final scenes, um, they're going hiking and they're like, oh, have you been here? And he's like, oh, yeah, years and years ago when I was little. And I actually thought to myself, like, that is true. Like, he was yeah. genuinely, what, like, 10 years younger yeah. at that time when he went to that spot. So I thought that was really cool. And well, yeah, the interaction where he just pushes his dad <laughs> yeah. into the woods, like, ah, see you later. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, just... The ambition of it, the uniqueness yeah. of it, because I don't yeah. think anything will or, like, I don't think you would be able to do something like this again. Yeah, it's and it's such a powerful independent film as well. Yeah. 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 Um, I really liked that everything, like, stayed consistent. Like, there mm. wasn't, like, you know, this new banging camera came out and they're like, oh, fuck it, we're using this now. Yeah. Like, or, <laughs> but, and, like, just cinematography-wise, it was all consistent and like I had something else but like it's I don't know it's just all like it all flows yeah it flows great like because something like this you just expect something to go wrong mm. like the whole time I was yeah. like okay who's getting I recast was, yeah I was waiting for a recasting yeah, yeah. but no it was it was no, good it was, yeah but I it's a fun time it's not super fun, fun but like but it was entertaining <laughs> yes yes I never got bored. Yeah. No. no. So I've just opened up a list of awards oh, yeah. that this film won. So Patricia Arquette won the Academy Award, the Golden Globe, the BAFTA, and the Screen Actors Guild Award Whoa. for Best Performance in a Supporting Role. Mm. So she won all four. For 14, well, for what, 12, 12 years, years of work, effort, yeah. She it got deserved it. the BAFTA for Best Film. Um, Golden Globe for Best Motion Picture, Golden Globe for Best Director, um, and then, yeah, just... What won, um, what won the Oscar for the Best Movie in 2014? Uh, was, it was, was it Spotlight? Oh, was it? I think so. 12 Years a Slave won it. Yeah, so it would be the year after, sorry, 2015. Yeah. Um, Birdman. Uh, oh. That's so weird that Birdman mm. came out at the same time as this. Yeah. But yeah, that is weird, actually. What else was it up against? Um, so it went up against uh, American Sniper, Birdman, Boyhood, Grand Budapest Hotel, Imitation Game, Selma, Theory of Everything, and Whiplash. That's a pretty strong list. Yeah. And yeah, Birdman won that, which you can see why Birdman. That's Whiplash Have you guys on seen Whiplash? List. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's so all, good. Everything on that list is a great film. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, I guess we can move <coughs> to... I would definitely watch this again. Yeah, one day. Like, yes. yeah. I'm not in a not, hurry, but... Yeah, not yeah, anytime not. soon, but like... <laughs> I could sit down and watch, just watch this. Yeah, like, totally. as, yeah. If I was looking for something to watch, I could sit down and watch this again. Like, it's just an enjoyable. Yeah. If I had three hours to spare, you know? Yeah. 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 I want my mum to watch it, so I'll probably watch it next time I'm home with her. Oh. Cute. Yeah. <laughs> um, wow, this week's actually might be a bit short. We're up to 40 minutes. Oh. Um, well, depends if you guys start talking about the CW again. Nah. Got something else to talk about. Yeah. Oh, really? So, are we thinking about? Th we might be. Thinking I think about so. Um, so we'll move on to what we've been watching and what we're excited for. Okay. And like two days ago, okay, the I, greatest thing happened on Disney Plus. I, ha I, I have not watched the new episode yet, <laughs> but, but I have been watching the Clone Wars because yeah. new season's out. So what the happened? new episode, episode oh, one of know. season seven of Star Wars: know. The Clone Wars came out. Oh, no, all do I'm going to say, I'm not going to spoil it, but it's just so good. Okay, I'll, I'll watch it today. so good. Like, I'm just like, 23 minutes of just like, I am loving every second of yeah. this. Like, it was just, like, this is a show that came out when I was 12, is when this started. I'm now almost 24, and we're up to like season seven. So like, there was a, there's been a big gap where it hasn't been on. 
and Disney is like, we're bringing it back for the final season. Like, this is it. This is they've just one last season, and it's just so good. Like, it's just the production that's gone into this. You can tell like yeah. there's so much thought and effort going into the obviously like this first episode, but I think it's going to carry on through the whole season. Like, this is genuinely good television and it's weird because like this is an animated cartoon but Clone Wars has always been something like it's not like the shows that followed with Rebels and Resistance which are aimed yeah. sort of each one more progressively towards kids oh people die in Clone Wars like it's going out of style yeah like <laughs> like this is so much more it's like it's animated violence but it's so much more violent it's not graphic no but it's so much more violent it's for a than more adult it's, it's more audience. violent than the sequel trilogy Probably. Yeah. Oh, yeah, easily. Oh, yeah. And it's like there's like Rebels that kind of followed it because this is obviously set to fill in the gaps between Clone Wars, and, like Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. So it's filling in the Clone Wars in between. Then you've got Rebels, which is set between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope. And that's a lot less violent and a lot more aimed towards kids. But you've got Resistance, which is kind of leading up to um, Force Awakens. Mm. And it's a genuine kids show. Yeah. Like it is a lot more tame and less violent and more, you know, kid friendly. But this is just straight back into this. This is a violent episode. Like it's, it's, it's a violent episode, All right. but it's just good. And it, you know, it <laughs> kind of, so excited. yeah, I, I was so keen. I was, I kept refreshing Disney plus at different points throughout the day. Cause obviously it was, Friday the 23rd in America, so I had to wait for the time difference to, oh, like, yeah, to catch actually up. catch up. But it was, like, the characters, like, these characters that you kind of grow up watching. So, like, my, you know, sort of teen years watching this show. And it's, like, they're back. Like, it's just certain characters. Like, this is sick. Like, this is actually, like... I saw it on the banner of Disney+, Plus and I only just noticed that Anakin looks like... Episode three, yeah, as well. There's all, yeah, there's also like character tweaks that like bring them up into line with. So I genuinely think this season's going to end at the start of the Battle of Coruscant. I think they should just do Revenge of the Sith, <laughs> like just like, the background do, Revenge do, of the no, Sith. Do this season and just do Redo Revenge it. of the Sith again, but in like, animated. Do it, yeah, yeah, just do it <laughs> well. No, do it like yeah. with the good performances and whatever. Like the voice do, actors in do this are just so good. I would love to see Order 66 from the clones' yes. perspective yes. Yes. and just see what happens. Because they touch on it in Rebels, don't they? With like, Yeah, a little really bit. But they kind of, they've touched on it in Clone Wars in previous seasons as well. Yeah. There's like whole things like... Oh, does, yeah, isn't there an episode where like a stormtrooper like just attacks someone? They're like, whoa. There's an episode where a, storm, like a, well, a clone kills a Jedi. Yeah. And I was like, what the hell? And then like one of the clones figures out that there's like a chip... Yeah. In all of their heads, which is the chip that executes Order 66. Like it overrides their, like a kind of thing implanted in their head that overrides them if they've given, if they're given execute Order 66, but it malfunctions. This clone kills a Jedi. Yeah. And I then kind of just zoned out for a minute. The clone that kind of figures it all out gets his removed. Yeah. And everyone just thinks he's crazy and kind of just like gets, and it's a whole thing. Like there's, there's moment, there's an episode where Yoda finds out, where Yoda sees the entirety of the events. Mm of the end of Revenge of the Sith. But then the force spirit that shows him makes him forget because he can't know that information. Convenient. But he kind of gets, he sees all of it. Yeah. And it's this, yeah, there's all these journeys and like, they kind of, and it's really good at explaining so, it makes Revenge of the Sith make so much more sense. Yeah. And it makes things in Revenge of the Sith good that if you haven't seen them, mm. are just stupid. Yeah. yeah. That's what I watched. That's my main thing. It's mm. just, I loved it. Yeah. So well, good. Really? I didn't, I didn't think you did. Oh. <laughs> also, the second last episode of the new Doctor Who season came out today. I haven't watched it yet, so that'll be what I'm... Captain Jack's still in it? He was in it for like five minutes oh. and didn't yeah. even have an interaction with the Doctor, just oh. the companions. It was his whole thing. But I feel like he's definitely going to be back in either this episode or the next one. Good. And... Like, I had my little rant the other day about the random new Doctor and suppose we're going to find out the answers to that this week and next week and everything that's happened. This season started off... There was, like, there's been a couple of, like, weird things and, like, the main overarching story. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> but there's been some genuinely good episodes. 
Like it's been like it's mm. there's You'll it's, have to write me a list. Yeah, so there's I a there's a them. set of like return to form in some ways. But there's some creative decisions that are a bit with like with that new doctor that's been introduced. It's yeah. kinda like, what are you doing? Like don't break fifty six, fifty seven years of history. Mm. Just for you know, don't like don't try and fill in a gap somewhere. Don't try and put something before, like just leave that. And I really hope it's a really clever like solution. Like mm. I like I really hope it's something that's smart and sort of like unique and different and adds a good element and not Yeah, not a just law break yeah, not yeah. like a canon breaking element. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm really interested like I'll watch that tonight and so I'm really interested to see how these two episodes go because as the season's gone on, it's definitely gotten better. And it does feel like a return to form for it than what it was the last kind of two, three, four years. Mm. That's when I yeah. stopped watching yeah. it. Yeah. Um, well, I have been trying to watch less TV. I gave up on Grey's. I just read all the spoilers. <gasps> oh, my God. No. I just, I just, it was too much for No. Me. I got to season eight and I was You've like, I Grey's still... since like December, Yeah, dude. since November. And I was just like, I still have. You were so committed. S- how many? Seven seasons to go. <laughs> And I'm only up to season eight. So I was just like, you know what? Fuck this. I've Is got it still in production? Yeah. It's yeah, so still you would happening. like, you, just, you yeah. have to wait so long. It's yeah. taking so long to catch up. I was up. just like, I've had enough. So I quit that. Um, and then I read The Testaments over like two days because it was really good. So I think I What's am. That? Oh, it's the um, sequel to A Handmaid's Tale. Okay, yep. Um, so I think I'm going to start watching A Handmaid's Tale because. I still haven't seen... I think I've seen the first episode. But oh, yeah, I've never watched it. Apparently, it's quite good. It has... Um, oh, she plays Peggy in Mad Men. Um, if you don't know. Oh, uh, Elizabeth Moss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I really like her. She's good in things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I've just been trying to read more and watch less because, I don't know, it's better for you. Yeah. Um, I started reading Craven's Last Hunt, the Spider-Man comic. Um, I got like, I was sitting outside, I got like three pages in and I got bit by an ant. So I I went inside. Nature's against you. I know. Yeah, so I got upset and went inside. (laughs) What a random series of events to happen. Oh, like the second I start reading that shit happens. But other than that, I haven't watched anything. But um, on... On Saturday. Sorry, we're just trying to find a list. (laughs) Oh. Uh, Well, on Saturday at like nine o'clock or something, all the Friends cast put out a. Oh, Oh, yeah, I forgot forgot about that. (laughs) It's like the biggest news of the week. Is it though? They put out a post, like same caption, same picture, everything, saying it's happening. Are they doing another It's season? not a scripted they, episode. I, yeah, no. I, I assumed it was just a reunion It's thing. 100% going to be an hour of them sitting in, like, the Central Perk set, just talking and but reminiscing and answering questions and stuff. It's This is in no way going to be a scripted episode. That's not going to make people get HBO Max, though. No. But, like, they're not going to just film one random, like, they're not going to make a one-hour, like, special or anything. This is going to be... Would they not, though? No, no way. That you should... Because if they do it, I you've got to make. If you I do it, they don't. Because you've I, essentially got to make a movie. Yeah, I was terrified when I saw it. I was like, "Fuck, what are they doing?" But yeah, I don't know. It's just like, yeah, you're essentially don't touch it. Yeah, you're essentially just making. I just want to know if Ross and Rachel have split up and who's dead. Like, <laughs> I'd love if they just killed like Monica or something. This like, a, oh, not Monica. No, but like just like just like a, like something like that. Just like you <laughs> know. You know, Chandler and Monica both died. Oh, Rachel oh and Ross God. are like raising their children, you know. But they still have the laugh track. Well, yeah, um, there's still the laugh tracks there. Yeah, it's like well, this real morbid thing for people like, ha, ha, Will um, Cole Sprouse re- reprise his role as, um, what's Ben. It? Oh. Yeah, as Ben. <laughs> that. oh. That'd be great. Fucking ben. But, yeah, other than that, yeah, nothing, nothing yeah. else for you? Yeah, no, just hoping they don't ruin Friends. Yeah, <laughs> just to like, get eight dollars a month or whatever. Eight dollars a month. I've get, I'm not getting HBO Max. State. Actually, I'm pretty sure in Australia HBO Max is partnered mm. with Foxtel. So if you have Foxtel, you just get it. Oh, cool. Like all that. Like it won't be HBO Max. Yeah. It'll just be all HBO Max content. 
will just Fox. be on Foxtel On Demand. So I'm like, okay, cool, I'll have that. <laughs> Thanks. I Thanks, Dad. Mm, I don't have the box that gives me mm. Foxtel On Demand. Rip. Um, so I'm just giving Kat the list of movies. She's been staring at it for a while. I can't choose. I know, that's why last week I was like, boyhood, that'll do. I was kind of panicked. I kind of want to watch I'm The sk- Departed again. I was going to pick Avatar, but I decided not to. Um, the Departed has Leonardo DiCaprio and um, the really hot one. Um, Jack Nicholson. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what? Matt Damon. Matt Damon in it. And okay, it's really good. Okay. It goes for a while, though, too. Have you guys not seen it? I haven't. No. no. I, oh, I, I, okay. I, I, know, I, I know it. I, I love yeah. this movie. What year? Um, 2006, I think. Yeah, Cal, I'll, I'll, I'm surprised you've never heard of it. Yeah. I've heard of it. I've just oh, never watched it. Oh, it's yeah. really good. Okay, well, Departed then? Yep, I okay. choose The Departed. You can See. pick next week. Okay, I promise. Promise. <laughs> cool. No, it's going to go back up. to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll stitch him up again. Yeah. Um, so I guess we can wrap up. Yep. Yep. Leave leave comments about our um, new theme tune too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's <laughs> in this episode that no one except for me so knows what it is. It. Doesn't matter if it's good or not. We it's here now. <laughs> yeah. It's there forever. Yeah. So everyone listening to this has heard the new theme tune, but Cat and Nick at ha- the time of recording, at the time of recording, have not heard it. I haven't I'm even finished it scared. yet. <laughs> that's great. It's beautiful. Is what, it like? Uh, is it like? Uh, you just have to wait. Is I'm it not, like a layering of different I'm not, voices? Yeah, come on, not tell, like, no, give no, us a hint. There's no clues. Everyone listening is going, haha, suckers. <laughs> um, so, I'm yeah, sure leave. Don't care that much. <laughs> leave a review on iTunes, five stars, whatever. I don't know. Whatever, yeah, whatever good you think you're, we are. Um, yeah, so we're available, obviously, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, whichever one you prefer, whichever one you're listening on now. Um, you can reach us at Watch It Again pod at gmail.com or at watch it again podcast on facebook and instagram leave a like a comment you know send us an email if you have any questions anything if there's a movie that you really want us to cover then you know we'll cover it just we'll, send yeah. us an email if there's anything like you know that you've recently watched something that you want us to talk about get our opinions on let us know otherwise thank you so much for listening um we'll catch you guys next week i'm jacob i'm kat i'm nick see you later